From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about risk versus reward when making changes in your marriage and why you need to focus on the reward. And we're going to start today's show with this quote from Seth Godin, and he had this to say about risk. He said, playing safe is very risky. And I'm going to challenge, we're going to challenge each and every one of you to think about that in your marriage today and why you need to focus on the reward and not on the risks. But as we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show, we're going to start today's show with a hug. And this week's hug is brought to you by One Extraordinary Marriage's Coaching. You can learn more about this at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. But I want you to think about coaching and why your marriage needs it. Because the truth is, is that many of you have gotten a personal trainer in order to get physically fit. You've gotten a career coach to take the next step in the job. You've maybe hired a tutor for your children to help them achieve academically. And then it comes to your marriage. You know, you start saying things like, well, we'll do it on our own. own. We can figure this out. If we just try hard enough, read enough books, pray about it, things will change. You get help for every other area of your life. So why not your marriage? If you've been struggling with areas of your marriage and are tired of the struggle, tired of not knowing what to do or say, now is the time to take action. You've heard the results on this show of other clients who have had transformation. So I want to ask you, what are you waiting for? Go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching to learn more today. And this hug actually came to us in an email um, from a wife who says, I wanted to thank you for a light bulb moment you both inspired me with. We like light bulb moments here at One Extraordinary Marriage. She goes on to say, I'm a mother of five, happily married for 17 years. Woohoo! Five and 17. Those are both awesome accomplishments. I was listening to one of your podcasts discussing basic communication pitfalls. Using the example of buying milk, forgetting to buy milk, assuming the other person knew you needed milk, etc. This inspired me to create a solution that would reduce stress while promoting communication. I'm developing a mobile app designed to help families communicate effortlessly. As soon as it's complete, I would love to share it with you. Love that. Yeah, totally. Love seeing how those of you that are getting plugged into the message here at One Extraordinary Marriage, that are getting plugged into hearing where are the challenges. Right. And marriages are saying, you know what? I can do something about this. Not just in my own marriage, but I can do something about this to impact other marriages. It's so it's so exciting for us behind these mics to know, you know what, there's another, there's somebody else out there that's making an impact. And each one of you do that when you listen every week and you say, you know what, I'm going to take action in my marriage. It starts with taking action there. Yep. I'm looking forward to trying this out. Absolutely. When it's available. Absolutely. Well, you know, as Tony said at the start of the show, we're talking about risk versus reward when making changes or making decisions in your marriage. Right. And how, you know, maybe... And I'm actually going to go out and live and say most of you probably spend more time focusing on the risks in your marriage than on the rewards, mm-hmm. right? Because you say things like, I don't want to rock the boat. You know, we're, we're, we're doing okay. There, there's no need to like push things. It's probably better if we don't talk about it. I'm worried I might say the wrong thing. 
I don't want to be uncomfortable, feel awkward, or not know what to do. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I literally, guys, just a few hours ago, got off a coaching call with a wife who said that this is really why her husband avoids confrontation. He's worried about her reaction. He's worried about not knowing what to say or how to say it. Mm-hmm. Right? That, that risk. And the truth of the matter is, is that risk is going to be part of any relationship that you have with another human being. Right? I mean, it's inherent in, in this idea of relationship is that there is a risk. Right? You risk being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Right? You risk being rejected. We've talked a lot about rejection on the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. I think both of those go to the sexual intimacy right there. Being vulnerable and being rejected. You know, we risk both of those. You risk being misunderstood, Mm -hmm. right? You know, and that's why we tell you guys so often, you know, when you've got big things to talk about, please don't send text messages. Mm -hmm. Or misunderstood when you're in your sexual intimacy. Rub me here. I I thought I was rubbing you there. There was a misunderstanding there. What does that mean? Or, you know, what did this all caps meant, you know, mean on the text message? Well, sometimes all caps means you weren't paying attention and you hit your cap button and then you hit send and you're like, I'm not mad. Right. Right? It just looks that way. You risk hurt feelings. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, we're going up on 20 years of marriage here. I will tell you that my feelings have been hurt many times in our marriage and I have definitely hurt Tony's feelings. Oh, I was going to say, I've never hurt your feelings, have I? Oh, hello. <laughs> hello. You know, you risk having anger in your relationship. You risk having silence. I mean, we've talked quite extensively about, you know, kind of that angry tornado versus, you know, the silent iceberg right. type, right? You've got these two different things. You risk distance growing in your marriage when you start putting those things out there saying, you know, I don't want to rock the boat. Okay, well, you know, and ultimately... By not taking risk, you risk losing your marriage, right? Because that quote that, that we opened the show with from Seth Godin playing safe is risky. It is because if you never, if you never push yourself to grow, if you never push in your relationship to have deeper intimacy, deeper connection, then that playing it safe, that's the biggest risk of all because playing safe, there's no growth in playing it safe. There's no pushing out. You know, you hear all that talk about the comfort zone, right? Well, there are entirely way too many couples doing marriage in the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've been there, right? When you just go along and every day looks like the day before, it's like Groundhog Day, marriage style. Mm-hmm. Right? You get up or the kids wake you up. You make breakfast, you get everybody out the door, you get yourself out the door, you do your job, you come home, you make dinner, you do bath time, you do homework, you do bedtime, you do laundry, and you go to bed. And maybe on Friday nights, you have sex. That's like marriage groundhog day. And some of you are just nodding your heads going, you just described my marriage. I know. And the reason I know is because I've lived that marriage. Yeah, we've been there before. You know, and... You know, as I coach more and more couples, you know, we've got folks come into One Extraordinary Marriage for coaching literally from around the world. But this whole idea of risk versus reward in marriage and in making decisions in marriage has become, in in the last couple of months, I would say it's like a a nonstop recurring theme, Mm -hmm. which is really where this show came from, is that, you know, so many of you are living in your marriages and, and operating out of a place of fear. Right. That that's when the risk of whatever you think you want to do becomes too great that you can't even imagine that there is a reward on the other side of that risk. 
right? It, it's too risky for me to, to have this conversation because what if it goes south? Mm-hmm. Okay, what if it goes north, right? It's too risky for me to ask what I want sexually because what if my spouse says no? What if they said yes, right? It's too risky for me to, to you know, actually follow through on what I said I was going to do because maybe then they'll come to expect things from me. Well, living a life of expectation is not a bad thing. You know, in all of these instances and in many more, the risk is like the elephant that has taken over your house. And I just want to put in here real quick. We have a post that we, an article that we put up some time ago, and it's called Three Ways to Overcome Your Fears. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to put a link to that here in the show notes for you guys. It's just three simple ways on top of what we're sharing here today with you that you can just look at and go, okay, how can I face those fears, those risks, right? And turn them around so that there are rewards. Now, you, you guys have heard me talk a lot about you know various coaching clients. And I actually want to share, I had one coaching client that we were really kind of going repeatedly on this whole risk versus reward conversation. Okay. And so I finally just asked him one day, I said, I want you to do something for me. And, you know, he's, he's a great client because every time I ask him to do something, it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll put some thought into that and I'll do it. And so I said, I want you to think about a couple different scenarios in your marriage where you haven't taken action, where in the past, the risk has seemed so great that you couldn't imagine there was a reward, Mm. right? Because that's where most of us live. Like, this is just risky. I'm not going to go there. And I said, I want you to think through what were like, what was the impact of not taking action because of the risk and what were the potential rewards? And, and I actually told him, I, I'm not sharing his answers, but I told him I was going to share that I, it, we did this exercise. And so his insights were so powerful. You know, here's a guy that's been married. I mean, they're, they're like 10 years-ish. And when he started looking at risk in his marriage, in the, some of the decisions, in asking his wife for something sexually, in having conversations instead of sitting awkwardly on the couch in silence going, do I ask the question or do I not ask the question? He came back time and time again was that, you know, he didn't take the risk because of fear. And yet when he looked back at each one of those scenarios and, you know, he, he touched on um, in his own marriage, he talked on spiritual intimacy, sexual intimacy, and emotional intimacy. So conversations, um, different aspects of their sexual intimacy, and even just doing devotionals or praying together, mm-hmm. right? So he touched on the three, pretty much the three big ones. The only one that wasn't in there was finances. Um, and he kept coming up with this, I was, I was afraid. And yet when I look back now, my fears were completely unfounded. And as soon as he said that, I was like, I wonder how many other people, how many other marriages are living with those unfounded fears. Uh-huh. I wonder how many other people, and I asked him, I'm like, I wonder how many other people could grow if they took the time to look at those situations where they'd been so scared to take action and with the gift of hindsight to say, you know what, what, what was I really scared of? And then to take it one step further and go, what if I had pushed through my fear? Right, because you and I, and, and Tony and I even had this conversation as we were preparing this show of saying, you know what, we've had those situations. Sure have. 
in our marriage. We've had those, those times when we haven't asked for something or we haven't had a conversation or, you know, a lot of you are familiar with, um, those of you that have listened to a lot of the older episodes, the Christmas that I overspent, uh, but to the tune of about $700. And in that, you know, it was one of those things where I knew I was doing it, but the fear of what's Tony going to say kept that conversation in check until I didn't have a choice until we sat down to do the budget for January. And I'm like, um, yeah, so we're about $700 short cause I overspent at Christmas. I mean, then I was forced to, um, but if I had just addressed that, like in the beginning of December one, I probably wouldn't have gotten so far off track. And two, it wouldn't have had such an impact on our finances in January mm-hmm. and February and forced us to make some really tough decisions. Right. Right. But that was my fear. Right. You know, I, I will tell you when Tony first started, when Tony first suggested that we pray together. Right. So here, here he is stepping up, be the spiritual leader of the household. We're lying in bed and he says, I think we should pray together. And I'm, you know, in the back of my head, I'm thinking that's a brilliant idea. What comes out of my mouth is seven-year-old slumber party girl laughter because I just like burst into hysterics. Okay, here he is stepping up. He'd never asked us to pray together before in that way. And I literally burst his bubble. And it took it took you what, probably about two or three years? To what? To ask again. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Right. You know, because... You know, that, that's where we were talking about, you know, the rejection part of it. You know, and that, that was early on in this in this stage of our lives where we were really willing to be vulnerable, you know, open up. Mm-hmm. And so now I can see where that has hurt us and, and realize that, you know, wow, you know, should have been able to understand and, and ask those questions instead of, you know, fearing, well, why did you laugh like that? And hold that in and, and, and not open up to it, you know, it just, it just sort of stagnated that mm. part of our marriage. Um, you know, we, we've talked about Bo's Cafe mm-hmm. for so long and, and truly it, it is one of the best books I ever read about opening up. Mm you know, taking on the, those risks, you know, because what do you have to lose, especially when these characters come to life? And I believe many of us could almost put ourselves in place of any one of these characters. So pick up Bose Cafe uh, on Amazon. It is a great read. You can get it for, I think you can get it probably for a penny nowadays. I mean, we'll just put a link in. Yeah. And we'll put a, and we'll put a link in there for you. You know, it's one of those things and that, you know, and I actually, I want to share just this one, um, one statement on risk here. And and it said, most of the risks are nothing more than self-manufactured thoughts without any real substance. The rewards could be much closer emotional intimacy in which not only would we eventually have stronger trust, but also a reliance on one another, right? It brings leadership into marriage and brings us closer together in a way that it's more than just a name on a bank account and a shared last name. It brings respect into the marriage and allows us to work together through pain, even when there aren't words to describe it. You know, in 
everything that we do, guys, there is an element of risk, right? And our marriage, our marriages, your marriage, my marriage, everybody who's listening, your marriage has inherent risks, right? It's, it's a risky proposition saying, you know what? I want to be your spouse for the next, you know, 50 years. Mm-hmm. Or longer. Or longer. You know, Tony said, I think on last week's show or, you know, a couple of weeks ago, something like, I don't know, another 80, 80 years. years. Um, or 80 years total. I think it was. He's yes, got, you know, 80 another, years total. Another 60 years. Uh, but, you know, in that, there's the risk of making poor decisions. There's the risk of not making decisions that are going to benefit your marriage. And yet let's talk about what you need to focus on instead. Cause we've been talking a lot about, you know, the risks and it's kind of a downer, right? When you start talking about all the risks, but let's look at those rewards, mm-hmm. right? Let's look at what happens when you say, you know what? I'm going to literally, I'm going to go out on a limb, right? And you think about a bird going out on a limb, two things are going to happen, right? The risk is that the bird is going to jump off that limb and fall to the ground, right? Risk. It's there. The other option for that bird is to step off that branch, taking action and start to fly. Mm-hmm. That's the reward. Soaring in your marriage is the reward, right? So when it comes to communication, when it comes to those hard conversations, right? It's setting yourself up for the opportunity to have the reward of emotional closeness, Mm-hmm. because even the hard conversations allow the two of you an opportunity to draw closer in the vulnerability. There is a, there's a level of intimacy that comes from the vulnerability, not from pointing fingers, not from blaming. Um, I actually heard a football coach this past weekend at a uh, opening meeting for our son's football team. And he said, you know, the one thing I don't ever want to hear our players do is BCD. And I'm like, what the heck is this guy talking about? And he goes on to explain, he goes, I don't ever want to hear them blame somebody else. I don't want to hear them complain about the problem and I don't ever want to hear them get defensive. Mm. And I thought, Hmm, I like BCD, right? Because if you're not blaming, you're not complaining and you're not getting defensive. Guess what? You take responsibility for the actions. Right. And and you know what the reward, I mean, let's look at this for many of you who've done the seven days of sex challenge. Oh, that's a good one. Right there. There, there's an inherent risk. Like, can we do this? Can we honestly make it seven days straight? And believe me, we, we've had people email us saying, it's crazy. I, I can't believe you'd even suggest such a thing. Like this can work for other couples, but it didn't work for us because there was a risk. There was, there was, a, there was a, a definite block, right? And yet, for those of you who've completed it, think back to that reward. Think back to that moment, that elation, that that knowing the two of you were able to come together mm-hmm. and one of you was probably, you know, going to your spouse going, I want to do this with you. And the other one is saying, I don't know about I this. I don't know. Right. And the reward though, what did you learn? We get those emails mm-hmm. too. We get the, we did it emails. And if you guys want to send those in for those of you who've completed a seven days of sex challenge or you're, picking up the seven days of sex challenge and and you complete it, just email us. Put in the subject line, we did it, and email us at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Tell us your experience. Tell us that that piece of you know sharing this with your spouse, the change that happened and the reward, right? Because we hear from so many couples who take on that challenge, they'll even say, it was the first time in a long time that we came together, we had a goal mm-hmm. as a married couple. 
to go after something bigger than we thought possible, and we completed it. We completed it. Not only did we complete it, we were able to go through and do the things that you suggested in the book, like do a different position, find a different place in our house, you know, taking on the quickie, which for so many people, you know, it's one of those deals where even asking your spouse to do a quickie is sort of like, oh, it's just about me. It's not about them. And, and we, we have all this buildup. And that, that, that fear comes in and the risk of asking comes in. And yet when we ask and we end up doing it, we have that quickie. The reward of it is, my goodness, that was still an enjoyable experience for both of us. We grew mm-hmm. in that moment. We learned that, you know what, it isn't only about me. And I'm saying that from a husband standpoint, right? It's just not about me coming to the point of ejaculation and you're left there you know, wondering what's going on. No, we shared in those moments of how we could still make that moment exuberant and the rewards that come from it. So, you know, Tony's touching on sexual intimacy and we'll make sure to put a link to Seven Days of Sex Challenge, um, the book, just yeah. so, you know, for those of you that are like, wait a minute, I'm new. Tony and Lisa, I'm one of your new listeners. What are you talking about? We'll have a link for you guys. But that's sexual intimacy. Let's talk about the rewards for pushing through on financial intimacy, right? Where the two of you have maybe not ever sat down and done a cash plan. Or you've never had the conversation about, you know, are you a spender or saver? I mean, you, you know, but how does that impact your marriage? And what would happen if just like you got on the same team in your sexual intimacy, what happens to the marriage when the two of you get on the same team financially? Mm-hmm. I will tell you, we have seen, you know, I, there's a couple that I worked with. They got on the same page financially and the husband got the motorcycle he never thought he was going to get because all of a sudden they could afford it. And when they were on the same page financially, the wife didn't feel like she was doing battle for her husband on this motorcycle. They had a plan. Or the couples that now sit down, you know, another couple I work with, they sit down 10 to 15 minutes once a week just to stay on the same page. And you know what that's done for them? It's taken away the power struggle over finances. Sometimes the reward is that you no longer have a struggle in your marriage, right? right? Not only are you playing on the same team, but it's no longer a struggle. And how many of you could do with one less struggle in your life? I'm betting quite a few, right? You know, talk about the reward of building up your emotional strength, your emotional intimacy in your marriage. There are a lot of you that are starved for conversation. And walking on eggshells. All the time. That is probably one of the most common phrases I hear. And, and gosh, you know, to, to be there, the, the difficulty to be able to grow in your marriage, Mm -hmm. right? Because everything you may say could come back to you in a tirade. And yet, you guys are sitting in the same place, and Elisa brought this up at the beginning of the show. The the sponsorship for for the show was, you know, strategic relationship coaching. Because so many of you are maybe sitting there going, how do I say it? How do I break this down? What do we need to do? You need somebody to come in, a third party, somebody who can come in and, and assess what's going on, mm-hmm. right? Somebody who can come in and say, hey, you guys, I, I see and I hear the words you're speaking to each other, the you know the record that you've been playing, and we need to break that. Mm-hmm. We need to get in here and we got to come in and we have to have some action 
So you're not walking on eggshells anymore, right? Got to have somebody. And sometimes that in itself is the big reward and being able to go, I did it. Mm-hmm. I placed that order. I'm going to make it happen because I know that something's going to shift now. Well, case in point, I'm working with a husband and wife and, and they are having communication issues, right? I mean, it's not uncommon. Most everybody that comes in for strategic coaching is having communication problems in some way, shape or form. And so we were talking, I was talking with the wife one-on-one today and we're just having this conversation. And, and what I realized is that virtually every conversation they're having right now has to deal with their relationship. And so she's just feeling overwhelmed by the fact that they don't ever talk about anything else. And so she can't even focus on the future because she's constantly just feeling bombarded. And so one of the strategies that we talked about, I'm like, we just need to frame when you are going to talk about the relationship. Mm -hmm. And I said, give me a list of other things that you want to talk about besides what's going on in your marriage. And so she gave me a handful of ideas and I said, perfect. Now I can share this information with your husband because I remember I'm the neutral third party. Mm-hmm. right? He's got no emotional attachment to me. We've got no baggage. She's got no baggage with me. And so now it becomes an opportunity for the two of them to have a strategy because sometimes that risk is saying, you know what? Yeah, maybe we do need help, right? Mm-hmm. Cause there's a lot of ego in the way we've talked about that a couple shows ago, but the reward, l- let me tell you when I got off the phone with this wife, she had a plan mm-hmm. and because she had a plan, she is probably for the first time in I don't know how long actually looking forward to the conversation with her husband to the point where she's actually maybe got enough courage to initiate the conversation instead of waiting for her husband to be like, so have you given it any thought? Why? Because she can see the reward now. Instead, of, She can see the reward of having the conversation instead of the risk of not having that conversation. Instead of the risk of living in her fear of saying, I don't know what to do. I don't know what he's going to ask me. This is going to be awkward. I I don't know how to do all this. She sat down and said, I need a plan. Because with a plan, you can see the reward. With Mm -hmm. a plan, you've got your steps. And a lot of you, because this fear has taken away your ability to plan. One of the things that fear does in marriage is that it paralyzes you. Right? And it makes those risks seem insurmountable, right? Like there could not possibly be a reward on the other side of that. The fact of the matter is, is that there's always the potential for reward on the other side of risk. It all depends on whether or not you are willing to step into that. So this week, we want you guys to think about one area of your marriage where you've been hesitant to try and make a change because the risks seem too large. One area, not, not everything, not you know a laundry list, then you need to sit down and really think about what the risk is. But more importantly, you need to look at the rewards. What can be gained in your marriage by pushing through this fear? What intimacy can be strengthened? How much closer could the two of you become if you can see that the reward is greater than the risk? What breakthroughs could the two of you experience? And I'm going to be real truthful with you. Is it always going to go as planned? Nope. Nope. We've had those times. But when you start living a life of expectancy, when you start living a life of saying, you know what, I'm going to focus on the positive outcome instead of the negative probability, then all of a sudden 
you have this game changer in your marriage. You have this mindset shift. You are no longer living in a place of fear held in place by your risk, you know, wanting to avoid all risks. You say, you know what? I want an extraordinary marriage and I'm going to do what it takes. I'm going to push through. I'm going to remember what my reward is of being closer to my husband or my wife. And I'm going to push through this fear. I'm going to take the risk because the potential for reward is so much greater than this temporary uncomfortability that I feel. Mm-hmm. Because and, if, if you, and I was going to say, even if you have to, attach something to that reward. Attach something that you both can go, you know what? We're going to do this. Like, hey, we're going to do the seven days of sex challenge. Now, in itself, that's a, that's a huge reward. <laughs> and, and yet, for the two of you, it may be one of those deals that we complete this, we're going to treat ourselves to something. We're going to do something to celebrate you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that. You know, go out there. I mean, you know, in the fitness world, it's not uncommon for people to do these amazing feats of losing weight or gaining muscle and all that they're doing and get a reward from it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's it's one of those things this week where you need to look at one area. Right. One area, guys. Because it's just like the seven days of sex challenge has transformed couples lives around the world in seven days. You can do the same thing with any single intimacy in your marriage. Mm -hmm. You have to remember that the potential for reward is greater than the risk. Mm -hmm. And you need to focus on that. And you need to say, you know what? I'm not going to live in a marriage ruled by fear. Right. I'm going to be focused on the positive. All right. So this week, pick one thing. Pick one thing that you're going to go over, that you're going to find in your marriage that needs your attention right now. Overcome that risk. Overcome that fear. See the reward at the end of it and go after it. And may it may even mean that you need to share this with your spouse and saying, hey, I'm going out on a limb. I'm risking it right now. Let them know. Be vulnerable. Open up. Maybe that's something they need to know from you. When you do, let us know. We want to hear from you guys. Email us at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. We love you guys. Have yourselves a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.